Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because I am always excited to share my heart with you, to share what God is teaching me in this season, and just to talk about the love and goodness and grace and mercy of God. He is so good. He is so faithful. He is for you. He is not against you. And his plans for your life are only ever good. And so I have not recorded for a few weeks because your girl has been sick and you may be able to hear that I'm still a little bit congested, but you know what? To God be the glory. He is my healer and I'm believing for healing, but I just had something stirring in my spirit today and I was like, you know what? This is real life. And so I'm going to record a podcast, even though I'm still not feeling a hundred percent, maybe like 98% at this point, but God is so good. And so I'm praying for you. If you have been struggling with sickness in this season, I'm just believing with you for your healing that God would touch your body from the top of your head to the tips of your toes and that you would experience wholeness and healing in Him. And that just in this season of your life, that you would find refreshing in His presence. I love the scripture in the book of Acts that says, Times of refreshing come in his presence. And so if you are in a season where you're feeling weary and worn down, I pray that you would just find and make space for him, that you would find time in your schedule, that you would make time, that you'd start canceling things if you need to, so that you can spend time with the one who loves you most, with the one who created you, with the one who has good plans for your life. And we can know those plans for our lives by getting to know him, by spending time in his presence, by seeking him. And I love the scriptures in Matthew that say, when we ask, we receive. When we seek, we find. When we knock, the door will be opened. And those scriptures are are backed with a meaning of persistence. There is something about persistence with the Lord. And that is not a place of begging him. It's a place of continually seeking him, saying, God, what is on your heart? What do you have for me in this season of my life? And I just love that he is so good and so faithful. And the messages that I have personally been hearing a lot in this season, and you know when God repeats things to you, like it's like pay attention. And so for me in this season, I've been hearing a lot of messages about new wineskins, about how God is doing a new thing and how we have to press on and stop looking back. And I've been hearing a lot of messages about the, the scripture with three words. Remember Lot's wife? She looked back longingly at a place that God rescued her from, and she turned into a pillar of salt, and that could preach all day long. But the message that I've just been hearing a lot is is a message of pressing on, of moving forward into the new things God has for us. And so even earlier today, I was sitting and I was journaling because I love writing. I love journaling. That's just very, helps me process. It's very therapeutic for me. And so I'm writing in my journal and I'm just praising God for seasons past, but declaring over myself that I'm not staying stuck in those seasons. And I see that so much in 
the body of Christ, but in people's lives in general, where we get stuck in a season. And sometimes that's a season of pain and brokenness where something tragic, something traumatic happened in our lives and we stay stuck and broken in that season. And that season affects everything in our lives going forward. Or I've seen people stay stuck in good seasons. It's like, wow, God really moved in this season and he did these amazing things. And it's like, praise him for those things. But look for him in the now. Start looking for what God is wanting to do now. And so I spent some time reflecting and praising God for seasons in the past and just the amazing things that God has allowed me to do in my life. And I'm kind of in a season right now where I'm getting ready, coming up on one year of being completely in full-time ministry. And I'll talk about that a little bit more here. And so it's kind of a time of reflection for me, but looking back over even my single season and just the different things that God has allowed me to do. I have this shadow box. I don't know if anyone else has one of these, but it's like a shadow box that I have put all sorts of just memories and tokens from my travels and just different ministry events and things. And so I love looking through that and just reminding myself of the goodness and faithfulness of God in the places and spaces he's called me to and taking me to that like in the natural don't make sense. Like, It doesn't make sense, even with my finances, that I should have been able to experience the things I have. But the favor of God doesn't make sense because I have been able to take trips that maybe normally would cost X amount of dollars, and I've been able to somehow get these trips, not somehow, it's His goodness, for like a fraction of the cost or just whatever. And so I'm so thankful for what he has done. And I look back and I reflect on youth ministry and just different women's ministry things that I've done and just all of the things that he has done in and through my life. And I and I encourage you to do that too, to sit and reflect on the goodness of God, because sometimes it's easy to get in a rut and just feel stuck in life or just like, okay, God, what's going on? Where do, what are we doing? Or just you go through the motions of life day in and day out where it's like, the same old, same old. And it's like, okay, sometimes you just have to sit down, sit with the Lord and reflect on his goodness and what he has done and his faithfulness. And we sang a song at church yesterday called The Goodness of God. You guys have probably heard that. If you listen to Christian music, it's been popular for a while. I encourage you to look it up and sit with it, but there's a, and sit and listen to it, meditate on it. But there's a line in that song that says, all my life you have been faithful. And every time I hear that line, I think about his goodness over my life and the ways that he was seeking me out when I wasn't even looking for him. The ways that he was revealing himself to me when I was not searching for him. And he is the great shepherd, the one who will continually and forever leave the 99 to find the one. And the one is that sheep that's lost out on their own, doing their own thing. He will leave the 99 to find that one. So he is pursuing us. He is seeking after us. And I remember being around 15 years old and just in a really just hard season of life, mentally struggling with a lot of things and depressed and just sad and really wondering like, what is the meaning of life? What is the purpose of all of this? And just feeling so defeated at such a young age. And I remember sitting out in the middle of the night and crying out to God and crying out to this God that I learned a lot about through vacation Bible school and just different things. I didn't grow up in the church, so I was there from time to time with my neighbors and whatever. And so I knew about God. My heart was always drawn toward him, but I 
just did not have a personal relationship with him at that point in my life. And I remember sitting outside in the middle of the night, looking up at the stars and saying, God, I want you in my life, crying out to him. It didn't happen in a church building. It didn't happen in an altar call. Praise God for the moments that we experience in the church building and at altar calls. I've had so many incredible experiences, but God isn't waiting for us to get to those places before he pursues us. And so there I am sitting out in my yard, crying out to him. And then my testimony from then on, like God rapidly and radically redeemed me, saved me, set me free. I was born again not long after that through a whole series of events that I won't get into on this podcast. But when I cried out to him, he answered me. And that's biblical, that's scriptural, that is that is just the way he works. And when we cry out to him, he hears us. And I think so often we believe the lie that God isn't hearing us. He has more important things to concern himself with than what concerns us. But the reality is he is intimately acquainted with all of our ways. The Bible says that his thoughts toward us outnumber the sand of the sea. That's a lot of thoughts. That's a lot of thoughts when you even just, I spent yesterday in Lake Michigan and so, and I'm getting ready to spend the whole week ahead in Lake Michigan. And so when you just cup even a handful of sand and think about one grain being one thought of God toward us and then think about that, you know, multiplied times the entire earth, like you can't even, we can't even comprehend God's love and his goodness toward us and the way he thinks of us and those thoughts he thinks are a good thought. I love the scripture that says he rejoices over us with singing. And I was sitting with the Lord one time and I was just meditating on that scripture. And I was thinking about, God, what is that song you're singing over me? What would it be like if we could hear the song you were singing over us? And I just knew that like the theme of that song is a good one. It's according to his word. It's according to his heart for us. And he is a good God. He is a faithful God who is forever for us that he is kind toward his people and the enemy of our souls would want us to believe otherwise. We know that the Bible says that our enemy is called the accuser of the brethren and the reality is is that he not only accuses us day and night before the Father, he's constantly accusing us toward God, but he's also accusing God toward us, causing us to question like, is God really good? Is God really for me? Is God really faithful? And what has just been stirring in my spirit over the, like the last week or so is a scripture that says God is love. God doesn't love us. He is love. Like he embodies love. He is the definition of love. And the Bible says in first Corinthians that he, that love never fails. And so we can Put God in those scriptures where it says love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't envy or boast. So we could put God in those scriptures and say God is patient, God is kind, God never fails, and he never will. And so I want to encourage you, whatever season of life you find yourself in, if you are in a season where you are feeling discouraged, despondent, that has been a word that has been heavy in my spirit over the last six months that so many people are wrestling with feeling despondent of just feeling jaded in the spirit, just feeling like frustrated, disappointed, just ready to give up. I want to encourage you from my little corner of the world in Southwest Michigan to not give up. I want to encourage you to keep pressing into him. And I can say that because I've been there so many times, so many times in my life where it's like, God, I know you're good, but I'm having a hard time believing it right now. I'm having a hard time with it going from my head to my heart and really trusting 
that you're faithful. And in this season of my life, God is calling me to greater levels of trust. And it is not easy. It is so, so easy to be a self-sufficient people, especially here in America, to just do what we know needs to happen for to make ends meet, to live the life that we want to live. And even earlier, I shared a little bit how I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary of being in full-time ministry. And so I've been doing ministry for years, honestly, pretty much since I've been saved. I've been plugged in to some form of ministry, some form or, passion, form or fashion, whether that's been through worship or women's ministry, youth ministry, event coordinating, like all sorts of different things, volunteering with Christian organizations. Like I've had a lot of experience in ministry. And a year ago, God released me from the ministry that I was part of. Some of you know, I worked with a ministry out of New York City for about a year, and I did a lot of different things throughout the ministries I was connected with last year. And at the beginning of October, God released me from that. And I was in a season where I was like, okay, well, I guess, you know, that was a fun experience. I'm grateful for all the things and I start looking for a job online. And God's like, no, you are going to watch my hand of faithfulness in this season. You are going to watch me provide for you because we know every good and perfect gift comes from God. Like he is the one that supplies all of our needs. I have always had a career background, like really good jobs in the career field and things. And so through with banking and finance and different things. And so it was a stretch of faith. It was like, Peter, get out of the boat, walk on the water with me moment. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't know what that, what does that look like? Like I, I got to pay my bills. I have to do all these things. And it's wild to me that over the course of almost a year now, I have watched the hand and heart of God in my life. And I'm not going to cry. I might later, but not on the podcast, but watching his hand and heart in my life and the ways that he has so supplied all of my needs, according to his riches and glory. The Bible says that he gives us an abundance for every good work. And he has done that in my life. And I'm sharing this to encourage you if you're whatever, wherever you're at in your life to know that God is the one who gives everything we need. And so I have just been wowed by him. And I sat earlier with my journal when he had spoken that to my heart and said, you're just going to focus on ministry and what I'm calling you to in this season. And I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Cause I've always worked, you know, nine to five and then ministry was around that, but he was calling me into a different kind of season. That's not for everybody. It's just where I was at and where I'm at right now. And so I started a journal that was specifically for recording all of the ways that he provided for me over the last year. Every donation I got, every bit of groceries that was bought for me, every ministry opportunity I had. And so I actually had been slacking on that over the last few months. And so I had to sit down with my calendar, just write down all the things. And I was sitting at my dining room table blown away at the goodness of God. And I want to encourage you, if you have something on your heart, you have something that is stirring in your spirit that you know God is calling you to. And I'm not saying it has to look anything like what God's called me to. You know what that is. You know what God has spoken to your heart to trust him in it. Because now I'm on, you know, the other side almost a year later of, you know, having to like, okay, God, I am going to choose to trust you in this season. I'm going to give you my yes. I'm going to be obedient to what you're calling me to even though I don't understand, because we know the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. 
Do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. He'll make your path straight. So we just have to trust him. That's hard sometimes, especially when you're someone who's had trust broken over and over again. And you haven't really ever had maybe an earthly example of what trust looks like in a safe place but God is safe and so trusting him and whatever that looks like that he's called you to in this season you don't have to have the full picture and I was actually at church like a month ago or so and I had gone up for prayer the Lord had told me the day before you're going to go up for prayer tomorrow at church and I was like okay and so when we got to that point in service and they had called the prayer team up I went up and my friend Tammy's husband Rod shout out to them I love them he had a word picture for me when I was at the altar and I'm sharing this with you because I feel like it's not just for me and in that picture he said he saw like my life and it was like winding curves like a path with a bunch of winding curves and that I tend to get in a place where I get to that curve and I don't know what's around the other side and I struggle to trust the Lord and I struggle to just be at peace with him to trust him with what's ahead and I was like well he's definitely reading my mail because (laughs) yes I am very much a type a I am a planner I like to know where things are going and then execute a plan to get there kind of thing that's just how my brain works and so in all things even with writing my book it's like okay this is what we're going to do this is how we start and so I'm just task oriented person and that's just I don't know it's just how I'm wired and so to be in a season of life where I really don't know what's ahead I don't know what's around the curves but trusting God in it is not easy it's not easy yes I'm the sold out surrendered radical lover of Jesus but it doesn't make it easy to trust God in the unknown and so he was sharing with me his word of encouragement with that word picture was that it's a beautiful path and there was he saw flowers and all these beautiful things on this path and that I am to trust God in whatever lies around the corners and the curves because it's good. And that's where I wrestle and hesitate sometimes. It's like, okay, God, I know you're taking me to this new space and place like I talked about at the beginning, these new wineskins and this new season, but is it going to be good? Am I going to be disappointed? Am I going to be frustrated? Is it going to hurt me? Because a lot of you know my testimony, I have a history of being hurt and just disappointed and rejected and all the things. And so I know God has healed me and made me whole. But still, those things in our past, we don't, we don't get amnesia. Those things can pop up and trigger still from time to time. And so it's easy to get in a place of fear and just like, okay, God, oh, what what's going on? What are we doing? Because we're human. We live in the flesh still. And so we have to choose to walk according to the spirit and not the flesh to not live in our carnal minds, because we know the Bible says that the carnal mind is enmity with God. We have to live by faith and not by sight. And faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things unseen. So what are you hoping for? What are you believing for? I wish that I could just infuse your heart with hope for the season ahead. And it's hard to stay in a place of hope when we are surrounded by a fear-mongering society and culture. That's why I encourage people, don't listen to the media. Don't, I don't watch it. It's no thank you. I'm going to dig my nose into the word of God and I'm going to plant my 
myself there because that is where hope is found. Hope is found in his presence. Hope is restored in his presence. So if you have been a person who has had all of this faith and hope in, in previous seasons, but you find yourself in a season where you're struggling to believe, where you're struggling to hope, because for whatever reason, you've just been depleted of that. My prayer is that his spirit would fill you to overflow with hope. Romans fifteen thirteen. I love that scripture. I don't have it right in front of me, but it talks about how the God of all hope would fill you to overflow. And so my prayer for you is that, that God would fill your heart to overflow of hope, of confident expectation for what lies ahead. And I'm even encouraged as I'm sharing this, I'm preaching to myself here because somehow we believe that like, the goodness of God runs out at some point, but it doesn't. The Bible says that his goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. Every single day, he has good things for us. The Bible says he daily loads our life with benefits. I think the problem is we don't see it because we're not looking for it. So God, open our eyes to your goodness around us. Open your eyes to the faithfulness of you and what you are doing in our lives and give us this fresh confidence and hope and expectation for what you're going to do in this season. That's how I talk to myself throughout the day. There are days that it's just like you have to remind yourself of his word. You have to remind yourself of his yes and amen promises over your life. You have to remind yourself. You have to stir yourself up in the Lord because it's very easy to get into a place of despondency, like I said. And so I pray that whatever season you're in again, that whatever God is calling you to, that you would walk in confidence and hope and expectation for the good things he has for you because that is who he is. He has good things for his people. That doesn't mean that life is always rainbows and butterflies and easy and that we don't go through hard things and struggles. We do. Like, I don't know if anybody else, John 15 talks about how he prunes us so that we can bear more fruit and it's to our father's glory that we bear much fruit. The pruning process is not easy. I have been in that season while I feel like it's been a continual season for several years but even recently where I'm like okay Lord you're you're pruning more inside of me it's like ah does the process ever end no it doesn't because we are humans having a human experience and the reality is that God is continually conforming us into the pattern of his image and that is ultimately what we want to be more like him and so the pruning process even if it's painful in the moment it's worth it because it's going to cause us to bear more fruit. And what does that look like to be in a pruning season? It means God's going to start revealing mindsets that need to change, lies that you've believed. Even earlier today, like the Lord was revealing some stuff like you're believing this lie. And so I had to come out of agreement with it and then say, God, what is what's the truth here? Because it's not enough to just stop believing the lie. We have to know what is the truth in its place that the enemy is so concerned about us knowing and believing and living out. And so even earlier today, I had that where the Lord was just revealing to my heart, you're believing this lie. And and I'm like, okay, what is the truth here? And the beautiful thing is when we ask again, we receive. And so a lot of times for me, I get revelation just because I ask the Bible says in the book of James, if you lack wisdom, ask. God will give it liberally. And so a lot of times, I don't know. I don't know. Even when I'm ministering to people at times, I'm like, God, what is your heart here? And I have to hear from heaven to be 
effective to anyone in ministry or in life. And that's a whole other subject in a podcast that we could talk about, but how important it is to hear the voice of God, to walk according to his ways. And so I pray that that is what you are doing in this season. I'm going to go ahead and close this podcast out in prayer. Again, you can you guys can find me on social media at The Journey with Janice, my website, all the things, my contact information is on there. would love to hear your heart, to know how I can pray with and for you in this season. I want to cheer you on in the call of God on your life and what he is doing in your life because you are on this earth for a purpose. God created you for good works. Ephesians 2.10 says that you are God's handiwork, that you are God's masterpiece. I love that. Created for good works that he prepared in advance for you to do. So God created you with a call, with a purpose on your life. And it's up to you to decide whether or not you're going to live that out, whether or not you're going to seek him to know what that is. And that looks different for all of us. So don't get caught up in comparison. Don't Look at other people and think, wow, I should be doing what they're doing because that's fruitful or whatever. What God's called me to do in my season of life is going to have an anointing and a fruitfulness on it because I'm doing what he's called me to do. But if you try stepping into someone else's lane that you're not called to, like that's not going to be fruitful. So you need to do what God's called you to do. And that could look like anything. I won't even pretend to guess what that is, but you can seek his heart and his presence and his spirit and he can reveal that to you and so he's he's good at being god and so we have to remember that we're not god for other people we are just called to be his body and his hands and feet and to speak the truth and love to encourage one another but ultimately we always have to point each other to him because he's the answer and he's the one who holds our future. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father God, thank you so much for this podcast. God, I thank you for your heart, for your people. God, I thank you that you are the good shepherd who leaves the 99 to find the one. God, I thank you that you pursued my heart all those years ago, God, and that you are pursuing my heart even now today, God. And I thank you that you're pursuing the heart of every single listener on this podcast. God, I pray that if they are struggling with discouragement, with despondency, God, that that would be broken off them today in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would flood them with your presence, with your spirit, God, where refreshing is found, where fullness of joy is found. God, where freedom is found. God, I pray that you would give them clarity and direction in this new season of life. God, I believe you're calling so many into a new season of life. And God, I pray that they would walk hand in hand, trusting you with all of their heart, not leaning on their own understanding, acknowledging you in all of their ways, God, because you promise to direct their path. I speak life and blessing over every listener today in Jesus name. Amen. 